welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hey, everyone. And John. Hey, how you doing? Name two things better than cats and coffee. Shh. Nope. Nope. You can't. Live long and prosper, friends. And today in the tank, we have a founder that wants to show us that with the right catitude, anything may be possible because she's got a funky new spin on the cafe experience. But before we get into that, here's an ad. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams boosting leads, and ramping up sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Today in the tank, we have Gacho Cafe. And I think I said that right. Gatto? Yes, it's Gatto. Gatto? Gatto. Gatto. I, I took Spanish in middle school, right? Yeah, it's Gatto. So Gatto Cafe comes to us from Adriana. And Adriana is asking for $100,000 for 20% of her business, which is a $500,000 valuation. Now, Gatto Cafe is actually just that. It is a rescue cat cafe. And I just have to say, you know, this is already the best pitch in the world because because essentially, instead of a product, Adriana brought on kittens. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so funny because Lori just like snatches one up from the ground, like the quickest I've ever seen that woman move. <laughs> but this is a pitch from 2015. So just contemporarily, cat cafes are popping up globally. And the owner wants to open Florida's first cat cafe. So giving patrons the space to relax and be entertained by cats while grabbing the cup of coffee. And like most cat cafes, all of the cats she's planning to bring on are up for adoption. So they're rescue cats. But yeah, pretty standard, I think, in terms of the overall pitch of being a cat cafe. So thinking about our pitch and our product and our founder, what are our initial thoughts of Gato Cafe? Do you have a cat, Ariel? I don't. I just got a rescue pup, though. You got uh, a rescue puppy? Yes, I did. Oh, He's so seven. Cute. He's the old dog. Okay. But yes, I love cats. But you don't have a cat. Yeah, because I'm highly allergic. Would you like to interact with a cat? While you're working during the day? Yes. So I go to cat cafes and usually pop a few Benadryls beforehand. Oh, you're allergic to cats. Yes, I'm allergic to cats. But I've done that before where I've been completely just like Benadryl playing with like cats. And I, I love it. I think it's a great idea. I think the timing makes sense because cat cafes are popping up everywhere. This was like really starting to become this wave. Right. For sure. I think what her challenge is, though, is that differentiation. Other people can replicate this very easily. So what is going to make Gato Cafe stand apart? Because, yes, you can say you were the first cat cafe in Florida. You can put it on a tagline for a few things, but it loses its novelty over time. You know, you can only be first to market for so long. Yeah, I love the idea of a cat cafe. I kind of want to go to a cat cafe. Why wouldn't I go? And drink some coffee with some cats. She'd love it. Cool (laughs) cats. I think I should do it. I think I should go. And so I want this woman to succeed. I want her to have the most successful cat cafe (laughs) in Florida, but there's no way in a million years I'm putting any money into this thing because it will never return a dollar back to investors. So- Beyond the kittens that this owner brought onto the show, I had some concerns because as we start to kind of peel back the layers of what this cafe is really standing for, we've got some issues. So first of all, 
It's the first cat cafe in Florida. We didn't really get a sense of any market research of why are you starting it in Florida? And is it just because you live there? And yes. what is it about your particular town that means that this is going to be super successful? Like I think Nothing. she named at what point mm -hmm. exactly. The answer is she lives there. She lives there and she wants to have some cats. She just wants but to she's be got the a first. dream and she's got some cats. Yeah. Yeah. But like, here's the thing too, is even as you start to peel back, okay, like, how is this going to work? They start to ask, okay, like, what's your food and safety regulations? And she's like, well, technically, it's yeah. not a food establishment if you're selling beverages and prepackaged goods. And it's like, I never want to go and buy something I will consume from someone that starts the conversation as, well, technically. <laughs> no, especially in Florida. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Who knows what's going to end up in your brownie? Florida listeners. And then, <laughs> you know why you haven't taken your daughter to a cat cafe yet, John? Why? Because there are issues with cat cafes. And in fact, I'm surprised you don't know this, but a couple years ago, there was going to be a cat cafe in Boston. Oh, really? And because of ethical concerns mm -hmm. with how the cats were going to be treated and how they hmm. were going to be kept, it's not that this is just a cafe, right? There is like a functional living element that comes with running a cat cafe. And granted, this founder, she mentions that she comes from like a rescue nonprofit background. So definitely like benefit of the doubt, we'll be treating these cats really well. But actually, if you look into the state of cat cafes in the US, you see a bunch of really sad articles where people get so focused on scaling the business side that the cats, which are actually the draw, right, for customers, become sort of that secondary element. And then they get shut down because of animal cruelty violations, mm -hmm. right? Yikes. And so- there is like this additional element that like we think about it in terms of like food and things, but also the cat element. It makes it actually a pretty difficult business. She could have a full business proposal and just not the time. No, there's no business to <laughs> yeah. invest in. She's got a cafe I'm with cats. I'm just concerned. I do appreciate you being thorough, Jory. But, and by the way, <laughs> if there is a state of the cat cafe report on the internet, us content marketers have gone too far. That's too far, everybody. <laughs> Eliminate the state of the cat enough. cafe. And if not, we should buy that URL. <laughs> That's right. So I think you're raising a ton of really interesting points. Your first point was, is this even like thought out or research? Do we have data mm -hmm. to believe that this is true? That this will be successful. No, it doesn't nothing. matter. There's no data that's going to say that this could ever be an investable business mm -hmm. ever because it's completely indefensible. Your second point is like, is this unethical? I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that. I'm kind of like, whatever. Because like, it goes really well. Sometimes like we see like there cats are need very homes. successful. Right. Like, yeah. I bet it's a successful way to get people to adopt cats actually is let yeah. them interact mm -hmm. with them in a non-rescue shelter environment. And so by mm -hmm. that sure. means I'm like, maybe it'll adopt more cats. Plus it kind of fills the service, which is like people like to engage with animals and it makes them feel good and happy sure. and like create forms for that to happen. So I don't worry about the ethical concerns that much. Yeah. But the problem is just like, there's only one way this is investable, and that's if it's franchisable. Mm -hmm. That's like literally the only way you could ever get the kind of scale that location. would return legitimate money to an investor. Mm -hmm. For them to put $100,000 in, they need a million dollars back. There's no way they're getting a million dollars back out of just a single cat cafe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, in order to be a viable option to have people want to franchise your business, you have to have enough value built into that business because it's expensive to buy a franchise. There's like three elements of buying a franchise. Number one, there's an upfront franchise fee. It's expensive. It's like twenty dollars to $50,000 up front just to like buy in. It's like a country club. Number two, there's a marketing fee. Mm -hmm. Every month you have to pay a fee like 2%, 3% of all your revenues immediately go to the parent company just to do marketing for the parent brand, which you need for your business to happen. 
And number three is you actually have to pay just a straight up royalty on your sales. And that's typically like five to 15%. Expensive. And so you're basically like somebody who wanted to open a cat cafe under your brand name and franchise it from you would either need the brand to be so known and loved Mm -hmm. that it gets you a ton of inbound. You would need to be so expert at marketing services that you could drive them a ton of traffic, which this person is not. Or you need some business system that they're buying into that's going to guarantee they can run an incredibly profitable business or something. And none of those things are true. I think Auto Cafe could be incredibly successful, but it's just not investable. I think that's a good point, too, even to Jory's piece around making sure that the animals are treated in a fair way. I feel like with franchising, as you get bigger and bigger, it's harder to kind of control some of those things as well. Mm -hmm. I think as an industry, animal pet cafes should not be operating under a franchise model. Maybe you partner with companies and businesses so like their employees have a lunch break with like coffee and cats to like chill between meetings. I like that. There's no evidence it's even going to survive as a single business, right? Like because lest we forget, this doesn't exist yet. She doesn't have a location. She she just has the cats. It is a proof of concept she is selling with like some light branding on top. She needs money to start the business, right? But in honor of it being just a proof of concept, I figured we could throw our own into the ring. So, okay. You have now been given investment of an untold dollar. Choose an animal other than a cat and open a cafe. And I need your name and your branding because honestly, that's all we got from this founder. So, Ariel, what is your animal cafe? It's R&R. It's a play on rest and relaxation and it's called Radiant Rabbits. So you can spend time with rabbits because rabbits, when they get too sad, their hearts break and they can die from heartbreak. So I think no. it's actually beneficial. Yes. I think that is it's not actually, true. I feel like anecdotally I heard that. You went from this cafe idea to dead rabbits I don't know so where you quickly. read that on the internet. Not so quickly. Let me fact check, but pretty convinced it's beneficial for both it's like the a rabbits. Book. And oh, the rabbit died of a broken heart. And Ariel's like, I swear, rabbits can die from broken hearts. It's like, no, that that was in a book for children. <laughs> Maybe I read it. You from just like- read the Velveteen. Yeah, rabbit. you read yeah. the Velveteen <laughs> Rabbit. Mm. You'd be cleaning up a lot of poop, but it's a great idea, Ariel. I'd invest. Thank you. Okay, John. What would your pet of choice be? Mine's called Doctor Dopio. And it's a play on a doctor's office where you go in, it's like a doctor's waiting room and there's a giant fish tank, like way bigger. Remember when you were a kid and you used to go to the doctor's office and the fish tank was incredible? (laughs) It's like that, but adult sized, okay? And there'll be doctor's office style toys too. They'll have like, you know, those beads on the metal tracks. Yeah, there'll be things like that that you can play with. And um, that's my concept. So it's a fish. Yeah, it's a fish cafe. A fish farm. It's not a fish farm. Right. You're not eating the fish. Don't you turn me into some sort of exploitation. (laughs) Fish need homes. Fish are friends, not food. Got it. So, okay, I feel like yours are both very viable. And I was just like, I'm going to choose like a random animal. So mine would be called a tall latte. And it's going to be a circular building. Maybe we make this viable by partnering with zoos. And the cafe itself is on the second floor because in the middle of this cafe are giraffes that you can feed celery and things to as you get your latte. So that's a tall latte. And I really just think a giraffe cafe sounds delightful. And that's what I would want. <laughs> Did you also name it because it's a tall order? Yes. In terms of, the, of like, building the building. Well, it's like a tall building. You can order like a tall latte and then they're tall because they're next. Love it. 
I think we are as investable, honestly, as our cat cafe in this instance. It was funny because Mark heard that it was a cat cafe and went out immediately, was just like absolutely not. And I think just throughout the progression, we found out Kevin doesn't really like cats. That's fine. So ultimately, Gato Cafe got no offers from our sharks. Gato got no offers. (laughs) Exactly. I have some bad news, though. So it was only a concept in 2015. In 2023, it is still only a concept. (gasps) Shocking. Yeah. Unfortunately for our founder, she actually never opened this specific cafe. You know, if you are in Florida since this pitch, Florida has multiple cat cafes now. So if you are in that region and you want to go and experience this, John, take your daughter. You definitely can go, just not the Gato Cafe. So if you're looking to scratch that itch, it's possible, (laughs) just not here. episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite.